Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 17. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are in the world, I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. So before we get into the show, I just want to say a huge thank you for the emails, the messages that I've been getting for feedback. It looks like people are really enjoying the show and we've got some great guests lined up over the next couple of months as well. There's been some fantastic suggestions of of content that people would like me to include um, on the show and I'm currently looking for guests and experts who who could deliver the best content for that so stay tuned for that and this week has been a a week of constantly creating content um i've been working on a a program that i'm I'm launching soon but the main thing i've been focused on is is writing my book um it's been a challenge that i've had i've probably shared that on quite a few podcasts but i've i do find writing very hard but i do believe that there's a there's a book in me that needs to come out so it is something that I am struggling with, but enjoying the process as well, because actually, interesting enough, I find the writing cathartic, but at the same time, frustrating. So go figure with that one. So who have we got as our guest today? We've got the amazing Terry Levine. And Terry is someone who really knows about the books uh, world and the publishing side of her, having published bestsellers in her career. So let's tell you a little bit about Terry. Terry is the founder of Heartpreneur Network. As the chief heartpreneur, her company is changing the way business owners around the world connect with their target audiences, then sell and serve their customers and their employees. Dr. Levine has more than 30 years of business sales marketing experience, encompassing work with over 5,000 business owners. She is also a best-selling author and a very popular keynote speaker. Terry's latest book, Turbocharge, How to Transform Your Business as a Heartpreneur, hit the Amazon bestseller list in 24 hours after release. Terry has a mission of changing the way business is done in the 21st century and creating a movement of hundreds of thousands of heartpreneurs doing business heart to heart. Terry, I just want to take this time to say welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. It's really lovely to have you on on the show, Terry, um, and also at this busy time as well. So, so why? <laughs> a hectic. Yes, exactly. So, uh, could you take a moment to share with us your your journey into becoming an entrepreneur? Sure. So, um, I graduated college as a speech language pathologist. And I just decided to launch out on my own business back then. I had no business experience, no marketing experience. It was really, really tough. I started a speech-language pathology clinic um, in a very small town and eventually figured it out and grew it into a very successful business. I sold it. I started a second business, which was uh, doing home art shows. I grew that and had a sales team of over 2,100 people and sold that. And then I furthered my career and I became president of a national healthcare company here in the U.S. And Jeff, that was my learning. It was five long years I did not enjoy, and I realized that my path is really to be back to be an entrepreneur. So about 20 years ago, 
I left behind corporate America and I started my own coaching and consulting business. And I love what I do and do what I love. <laughs> Fantastic. So I must ask, what does a language pathologist do? What is that? Because okay. that's intriguing in itself. It's such a great name, right? Yeah. So it's actually it's a speech language pathologist and it's actually a, a speech therapist who has a master's degree and can actually diagnose and treat. Um, but when people don't know the, ter the term, I simply say, did you ever hear a speech therapist? Yeah, just pretend it was that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So what, what for you took you, obviously you, you, you knew that you had that entrepreneurial spark in you because of what you did and that you were brought back to the fold, so to speak. What is it that you feel is that driving force for you to, to jump back into the entrepreneurial journey? Mm, great question. Well, first in corporate America, I learned I don't do well taking orders. Mm. <laughs> I had way too many opinions of, well, why don't we do this? And this will be better for the business and this will work better. And people didn't want to hear it. Um, so that's part of it is that I, I find that, um, I'm definitely a, a strategic thinker and at the same time I'm a visionary and I'm also crazy about making things happen. A lot of things happen at once and the whole idea of having to wait for boards and people to make decisions frustrated me. So that was one. Number two, I have this huge, huge passion for now sharing with as many business owners as I can how to create seven-figure businesses and have a really ridiculously juicy, unbelievable free life. Mm -hmm. And it's a passion of mine. And the only way I can get that done that I see is through doing it in my own business. Yeah, and it, it's interesting as well because you, you probably find this as well. A, a common trait of entrepreneurs is someone that does like to be told what to do. <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like no 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 more no more bosses i am i am the highest level of that echelon from now on and that's it i love it yeah i i you know i own it i claim it there's nothing else i can say that's who i am so <laughs> um for you as a as now a, as, as a coach helping uh, helping your clients achieve these things what for you what for you have you found the biggest and best benefit to go through that journey yourself of owning a business and then passing on those lessons to your um, to your clients. So, what have I found is the biggest benefit of that? Yeah, mm. I, I will say to you that I feel like I don't even know what the word is. Grandmother comes to me, but I no. feel like I'm constantly rewarded. You know, if I go and get some new business, it's like, well, that's nice. But if a client gets business and a client tells me about business that they got or they just land a deal or whatever it might be, that's so exciting for me. I'm like over the moon thrilled for them. So I realize that that's where I get my, everybody gets their juice from something, right? Yeah. I think that's where I get my juice from. It, it jazzes me. Yeah. There's nothing, it's, it's that, it's that um, from passing on your, I guess your knowledge and your skills and you seeing people, put it into action and then reaping the benefits from that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you said it really yeah. well. It's, it's every time somebody, you know, somebody takes an action and has success. Yesterday I had a client stand up in a room full of people and she said, in the nine weeks I've been working with you, I've done $125,000 in revenue. And I was like, 
yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and she hadn't yeah. made that in a year, you know, yeah. prior. So that's what I'm talking about. And, and and what do you think is the, do you think there's, there's key skill sets that turns people to, you know, the, as you were saying, your client, your client there hadn't been achieving that. And then all of a sudden the, the, you know, with you, with your assistance, obviously, and your, your, your support, they flip that switch and you, they turn over. Is there common traits that you see in people achieve from being able to achieve that? Definitely. I've been watching this for years and really understanding it. And then that's how I'm now choosing my clients versus, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I'll give you a try. Now it's like, no, you've got the traits. I'll take you because you're going to be successful. People who really are stuck in whatever it is they believe. I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving enough. Or I have to do content marketing over and over and over again. Or I don't like to sell or whatever it might be. I, I really know I can't help them because they they really just want to be stuck, whether they admit it to themselves or not. Um, their beliefs are holding them back. And so are their actions. People who are willing to transform their mindset are willing to say, okay, here's what I believe. Come and mentor me to change my mindset because I know when somebody changes their mindset, they'll change their actions. And that's who's successful. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And it's that it's that willingness of, you know, understanding that they have to change or is it the t- their willingness to take that responsibility to change that sort of a tr- or highlights to you that they're the right people for you? It's willing to take responsibility, even as I'm in, like, maybe just an introduction call, we're getting to know each other. I start to challenge some of the things they say. And if they're open and, like, ready and willing to even accept a challenge and listen to it, I know that we can be on the journey together. If they're holding on to their beliefs and they're stuck in their beliefs, then it's like, nah, you can sit with those beliefs. You own them. You want to own them. And, and that's fine, too. Just keep owning them. Yeah, and it's, 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 there's only so much you can do if you're dealing with someone who doesn't really want any help, isn't it, really? Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing that you can do. Nothing that you can no. do. And do you find with a lot of those people, it's the egos that's getting in the way or just they're stubborn or just they're um, – what do you think is it that gets in the way of those types of people? So I think it's two things. It's a really good question, by the way. I think part of it – is their belief system is so embedded and they're really rooted in it and they're not yet ready to give it up. It's sort of like if somebody were smoking cigarettes and you're like, no, you have to give that up and they're not ready. So that's one. Mm. And the other thing is um, some people really firmly are in, I think it's unconsciously, I think it's very subconscious, are in resistance to allowing in what they really want. They haven't had it before. They don't expect it. They don't think it's going to come. And they're being a mirror for what's going to happen with their potential prospects or clients. If, you know, if they're doing that, so will their prospects. So I think that holds them back also. They're not yet mentally there on the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting thing as well because you'll have people that I guess come to you and go, I really want help, or really want the support. Should I say I don't necessarily like the word help, but it's it's and then you go, well, okay, this bit needs to be changed, and I go, oh well, I'm not, I want help, but I'm not prepared to change that one. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the people that I say, I you know, I wish you well, I love you, I adore you, and I can't help you. Mm. Mm. And and for you, when you're looking, when you take them through that process of change, what 
and obviously they're coming to you as yes i take responsibility i'm willing to change you know etc what for you then is the first if you want phase or stage that you take them through in order them to sort of really get to see and believe and look at okay this is what i this is what i know i need to do Great question. So the first thing that we always start with, you know, they want to start with actions. Help me get clients. Give me the actions. And the first thing I start with is let's start looking at where you are today, what's working, what's going right. The second thing we look at is what makes that work? What makes that right? What's the good in that? The third thing we look at is what is your ideal vision? Let's look at it in technicolor. Let's feel it. Let's see it. Let's taste it. Let's hear it. Let's touch it. Let's smell it. Let's everything. And then let's look at what's not quite right yet. And that's going to give us the tools, resources, and actions to get you there. But the num- And the number one thing that we need to change always is your inner game. So I work a lot, even though I'm a very action-oriented, do this, do this, let's get this done. We have to start from the proper place, which is always inner mindset. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's that it's that. I suppose one of the things is: Do you find that a lot of people? Because I'm always intrigued when I speak to people and I ask them to define what success means to them as an individual, and mm-hmm. quite often they've never really thought of it. They think they've thought of it because it's based on personal self help books and. And all of those sort of things, but they haven't really knuckled down and gone. But what does success mean to me? Exactly. And, and and then of course, once they identify what success means to them, then they can get a more clearer vision because it's based on their facts, beliefs, and and everything to move forward, not on a on a construct of what looks good on a magazine or looks good in a book or something, isn't it? It's absolutely truth. Absolutely truth. Um, You know, it's all about what's going on in your head. Where are you in your head? And what do we have to shift? And what do we have to change? And what's what's the mental game that you're playing in your own head? We're all playing them. Um, And do you really want to make change? Not everybody does. So here's what it's going to take. Is that still something that you want to do? And that's a big question. After I I sit with somebody and we come up with, here's what needs to shift. Here's what has to shift. It's, and do you want to do that? Mm. You know, you might not want to do that. So really think about it. And, and that's important. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, I suppose it's, it's that making sure it's equal. It, is it, is it the word, right? I'm going to try and say this without being tongue tied. It's making sure it's ecologically right for them. You know, I like that word. It, Great it, word. Isn't it? Because it's, it's quite often they think they want that until they realize that actually it may upset relationships or it'll take them in a different direction. It may, it may pull them more away from home than they want to be. And it's looking at all of that and making sure that all that is in alignment with their vision, their definition of success and everything else. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that's a great word. You just said alignment. You have to get aligned from the inside and then you can take those outer actions. Cause if you're taking them and you don't feel alignment with them, nothing's going to work for you. I call it magnetizing. Nothing's going to magnetize, come towards you or move towards you. Cause if you're not in authenticity, mm. then you're not going to do the right thing and people are going to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's a whole, uh, that's what I love about the coaching element of it is when you, when you're working with people, people think 
they think they know exactly what they want until uh, you know the, def- the the true definition of a great coach is you ask the right questions to pull that that whole thing apart and go well actually it wasn't i wanted to, uh, you know you come for this but actually we're steering you down this di- or you're steering you down this direction because all of a sudden you've asked the right questions to to stir the right responses exactly Exactly right. And and it is, you know, coaching is so fascinating to me. When I first started coaching years and years ago, I realized that the best thing I could do was just to ask questions and, and really listen, you know, deeply tune in to what the clients are saying, what they're not saying, their body language, their tone, all of that. I think that is the most critical skill that we can have, whether we're a coach, a consultant, a business owner, a human being, a parent. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's such an important thing just to be able to ask questions that allow people to dig deep and really create their answers yeah and there's a, there's another thing that you you mentioned before about that alignment from within and i'm i'm interested to know how, do you find that there's when you're talking to let's say the business owners or entrepreneurs or whatever it is that when you speak to them they may dismiss the softer skills that are required to be successful and always tend to really focus on the harder skills within their business? Or do you not find that? Oh, that's fabulous insight. A million percent. I find that. I find that what they want to do is, you know, let's do the actions. Let's get into the actions, whatever it might be. Let's, you know, look at the actions. And instead of before you take the action, let's get everything lined up. And, and, you know, even to have practices, Jeff, that line people up, like I teach my clients when you get up in the morning, I have a process called GID, which is before you get out of bed, set your gratitudes. What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? Before your feet hit the ground, intentions. How do you intend to feel today? What do you intend to experience? Create your choices. Those are the intentions. And the third thing, whatever the hows are that you just don't know how stuff is going to get done, delegate it over to the universe and say, universe, I need you to be the CEO of this stuff. I don't don't know how it's going to work out. I just need it to manifest. So every day, you've got to have some kind of a practice, some kind of a game that really gets you lined up on the inside. And then you take the outer actions. And that's the problem. People try to do the opposite. Yeah. And it's also, I suppose, as you go into it, it's, you know, you'll you'll go, I mean, I know I go into businesses and I'll go, yes, well, we're spending it on marketing and we're spending it on sales and we're spending on great new software. But then it's, well, how much are you spending on training your staff? And it's, exactly. and, they, and it's like, oh, well, and, and quickly, let's change tactic. Mm-hmm. And it amazes me that they, you know, they don't look at, ultimately the the people that are going to make the business successful or and ultimately them successful is the the people it's not the computer software it's the actual the real cogs in the machine are the people that are entering the data Mm, yeah so soft what i call soft skills if the soft skills aren't right in a business or in a a person in anybody Mm. the hard skills won't be right you know i worked with general electric for a number of years and they wanted me to work on all these outer sales actions and i started working on all the inner stuff let's work on the soft skills of your people let's work on how your people are interacting how they're talking to people what and get their mindsets right and they were so opposed to that yet that's where the biggest shifts happen you know yeah. then we did the outer stuff but truly the inner stuff yeah. made the phenomenal changes yeah it's it's one of those things isn't it it's it's never never underestimate what some people call fluffy that actually takes the <laughs> 
the highest level of courage to start dealing with. Yes. Yes. That's so brilliant. That's brilliant. Yes, absolutely. Fluffy. I like that. <laughs> well, and, and whether it's a man thing, I mean, I know when I, when I sort of got recovered from my illness and I started to look at this sort of stuff and to improve my own life, it was, Oh, I'm not doing that. I can't, I can't possibly do that. That's, that's, you know, men, men don't do that, especially from the Northeast of England, you know, and it's, <laughs> And it's whether you're talking about meditation was one of them. Gratitude and journaling was another one. And gratitude for me is is one of those, um, I, co- I often call certain things false multipliers because they don't, you look at it and you go, well, do you know, what does being grateful for something do? But for me, and obviously with you teaching it as well, it's obviously for you as well, it is, it can completely transform one your mornings because if all of a sudden you're focusing on hang on what is important it it just can completely change and I'm interested when you teach people that that gratitude routine do you get them to start focusing on the small things first or do you can I just go okay just think of whatever to be grateful for Oh, that's so awesome that you asked that. So the very first thing that I do is I start them with the tiniest things because it it amazes me. Sometimes they'll sit and they'll be like, uh, uh, I'm like, wow. And I realize that's because people are looking for like something huge in their life. And I, I've used this example. I'll share it here. Years ago, I was having just the weirdest day. Everything technologically that could go wrong was going wrong. And I was frustrated. So I, at the end of the day, said, what am I grateful for? And I was doing one of those. And then I sat down and I said, Well, at lunchtime, I was hungry and I didn't think I had any yogurt. And I went to the refrigerator and I pushed some things around and there it was. So it was really small, yet it made my, it literally did. It made my day. So that's what I teach my clients. Every single thing you want to be excited about. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I'll give you an example with, with, for me is when I first started doing the gratitude, I'd just come out of a a long-term illness. I've been ill for six years I'd been on, um, I'd actually left the house to commit suicide. I was going through um, depression and anxiety and all sorts of stuff. And I learned or I taught myself is when you look at that sort of stuff, I was grateful for the fresh air on my face. I was grateful for being able to walk down the stairs without needing an aid. Um, And then because what you do is by focusing on everyone can focus on the small things. As you say, mm-hmm. it was so going, no, no, life-changing. That's what I'm grateful for. What's life-changing? But actually by bringing that back, and I use stuff like um, my son's laugh, um, my um, my other son's smile, the smell of my wife's hair, you know, all mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff. Because actually if you think about it and you get into the right state when you are thinking, you can immediately change your state your way of thinking, you will find that you're smiling without really thinking about it. It is just one of those things that will immediately tap in and change your whole flow of energy for you to start the day right. And that's why I completely wholeheartedly agree with you that gratitude is one of those, it is one of those force multipliers. It is one of those things that if you really truly understand what you're grateful for, you can be you can even in the even when you're not massively achieving huge stuff you can still bring yourself to that place that makes you realize how lucky you are mm. oh yeah it's so true brilliant so so true 
but and I could um, I say this to all my guests, but it is really true that I'm I, I'm always empowered like crazy when I speak to my guests. I could speak to you all day, Terry. So um, <laughs> we are going to jump to the second half of the show, which is the question time. So awesome. Right, so the, there's a series of questions and that I ask every guest, and what we what I love to find out is if there's common threads throughout each question. So the first question is, question one is, how much time a week do you spend on self-development? Mm. So if I look at all my practices, 14 hours a week, roughly. Okay, brilliant, excellent, okay. And is that... Is that, you know, a mixture of reading, training programs, you know, um, maybe meditation and that sort of stuff? Or is there a specific one that you really enjoy doing? What I absolutely love doing is I meditate while I walk. Um, I tried all kinds of meditation for years and years and no practice ever worked for me. And then a few years ago, I realized if I just became ridiculously present while I walked, that I was able to really tune in, breathe right, and get really grounded. So that's my favorite thing is walking and literally just catching my breath, noticing my breath, counting my breath, and being present and feeling my feet on the ground. I love to read. I love to listen to music. I listen to all kinds of motivational tapes and audiobooks, And, you know, I love all of that. Um, and I'm, I'm an avid reader. Most of all, for me, I have to say, Jeff, it is that walking meditation that just, even if I'm stressed, I'll go take a walk for five minutes and do that and everything changes. Yeah, that's brilliant. The other thing what you highlight is, and I'd like to emphasize to listeners is, it's finding something that you can slightly tweak to fit you. Because there Mm. are an awful lot of people that can't or find that sitting still bit of the meditation really challenging. But even to be able to do what you do and practice mindfulness while you're walking is just, it's 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 a great gift you can give yourself. Yeah. And thank you. Cause nothing, you know, really nothing was working for me. It was, I was trying over and over again, this meditation, that meditation is like, I can't sit still. I can't do it. My mind has wandered, you know, constantly I was like complaining, nothing was working, nothing was working. And then one day when I was walking, I realized, wow, all of a sudden I'm, I'm really quiet and still and thought, Oh, why didn't I turn this around into a meditation? <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, really, meditation is just about being mindful. It's just about being present. So you can be present in many different ways that you right. do things. And it, I think we get wrapped up with the whole idea of, you know, we need to be bald, saffron robes, lotus position, um, all of that stuff. And that's not really what it's about. It's about practicing the art of being present in the moment. Yes, exactly. And it changes for me, it changes everything. It yeah. changes everything. No, brilliant. Okay. Question number two is what is your favorite personal development book and why? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a traditional personal development book, just something that has taught you a great lesson. Mm, great question. So um, it's Zig Ziglar. Um, and, and I'm going to just tell you, he was my very first mentor my very first motivational person book that entered my life. Um, And it's called See You at the Top. Um, And I read that book 
and literally started to embrace what he said and change the stories in my life. And I go back to that book and those stories all the time. I've told them to my nieces, my great nieces and nephews. I've told them to friends, family. I use them at speaking engagements. They're a part of how I live. There was one story in there. I'll just give you a quick one. Kick the cat where, you know, you have a bad day. So you take it out on someone. They take it out on someone. Everybody takes it out on someone. By the time somebody gets home, was in a good mood they kicked their cat for no reason that changed everything for me it and so i look at that all the time i listen to the stories i listen to the audio it's it's life-changing for me brilliant no brilliant thank you very much um question number three is what is your favorite app Oh, okay. So I, this is like embarrassing to say because I'm an Apple person. I use Apple everything and I love Apple everything. However, I use one Microsoft product and it's Microsoft OneNote. Okay. And I make my notes in there whenever I'm listening to calls, whenever I'm talking to people, when I'm doing my own radio show and I'm listening to my guests and it synchronizes between all my Apple devices. Yeah. So give Microsoft a plug here today, although I know <laughs> it's 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 a bit like Evernote, isn't it? OneNote is it similar to Evernote? It's even better. I think ah. it's even better. It, it's just it's brilliant, and there's just so much that you can do in it. So I'm a huge fan. Fantastic, <laughs> brilliant. Okay, yeah. no apologies. I am a I am a, a, a Mac Angel whatever it is a fanatic. <laughs> I'll say um, as well. So I'm with you on that one. Okay, so question number four is, what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? So my business mistake that I, that I always remember is I hired someone for a lot of money. I'm talking $50,000 who claimed they could do all kinds of things. And I just believed it. And I normally would go, you know, ask for, can I talk to some of your clients? Can I see some results? I just believed it and paid $50,000 and got nothing. And I mean, nothing. The person I came to find out a while after was kind of what I call a false expert. They never really had been making money themselves. Mm. So, and I really needed help. It was internet stuff that at the time I didn't know anything. And now I obviously do, but I knew nothing. I really needed the help. And it was a huge, a huge learning. It was a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of wasted time and a lot of money. So what it taught me is always get more information before I just trust my gut and say, yes, you're hired. Not only trust my gut, I'm very decisive. I do trust my gut. Also use my head and be logical in requesting further information. No, great lesson. Yeah. And and, and maybe not the $50,000 kind of like thing, but I, there's probably an awful lot of people that have done that. Yeah. And, uh, it's, 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 yeah and, it. and you kick yourself and it's probably one of the best lessons you've ever learned. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really grateful for that lesson. Yeah. You know, it's like glad the person came into my life and there's a reason for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so question number five is what are your challenges in balancing work and life and how do you manage them? Great, great question. So I have a couple of challenges. Um, one is that I have a foundation for children with reflex sympathetic dystrophy, and I want to spend a ton of time doing that and fundraising. And I just don't have enough hours in the day as, as I would like. Although I have created my business to have a lot of freedom, I still have a lot of family obligations and I have my own community obligations. So 
that's a piece. What I do to balance it for myself is I'll work in waves. Like right now, I'm working a ton, doing a lot of different things for the end of the year, the beginning of the new year. And then I go into a slower mode where I mostly focus on my foundation for several months and then get back into business. So that's how I do it. Yeah, that's brilliant. No, some great lessons there. Okay, fantastic. Question number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had had, wish, sorry, wish you wish you had known starting out? Oh, get help. Don't try and do this alone. Look, you you can either make a lot of mistakes and spend a lot of money making them, or you can find people who have been there, done that, or running faster than you, or where you want to go, um, and you can hire them, consultants, coaches, mentors, get as many as you need. Uh, every time uh, after that worst you know, investment I made without research, every time after that that I've invested in a coach, consultant, or mentor, they have so much more than paid what I've invested. They've shortened my learning curve, saved me a ton of money, and made me a lot of money. And then I'm not alone. So I highly recommend that. Yeah, because it can be quite a lonely job being an entrepreneur, can't it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so question number seven is the life lesson question. So if you could pick a number between one to seven, and each number represents a lesson that I've learned um, from recovering my illness and starting my own business... And then what we're going to do is we will discuss that. So if you pick a number between 1 and 50, please, Terry. Five. Number five is change old habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so so one of the, one of the um, obviously, and you probably will come to this as well, is there is an awful lot of people out there that keep on doing the same old thing and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I, I suppose stopped reflected and was honest with myself as well as obviously taking the responsibility that I realized that just because you've always done something doesn't mean that you have to always do that thing um (laughs) but and what I find is the difference between people who achieve success and the difference who people that constantly complain and if you want in some way embrace the life of mediocrity or the ones that aren't prepared to change uh, on an active basis as well. So constantly sort of reflex, reflect on their resources and go, okay, that's not that's not doing me any good. I need to change in order for me to move to the next level. And I'm just wondering what you think. Well, I relate to that. I was kind of laughing as I heard you start to say what number five was. I'm like, well, figures I would pick number five. <laughs> um, recently, I... I had this lesson show up again, so I'm finding it fascinating. Um, So I do have a neurological disease called reflex sympathetic dystrophy, and I've had the disease for over a decade. And recently I went into a flare-up, and I'd been in remission for a while, and was like, what the heck? And I kept asking, like, why am I getting this flare-up? Why am I getting this? And like almost blaming. And then I sat down and I said, what is it that I'm doing? And I had slipped back into old habits, ways I used to eat, ways I was dealing with stress, which really wasn't dealing with stress. And I realized I'm not doing what I've been doing. I went back into my old habits. So I had to change my habits. And I've done that for the last six weeks, got back into different habits, and I'm starting to feel better. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) That's strange that, isn't it? 
Yeah, I love that I picked that. Oh, interesting, right? It's also, I tell you what's also really interesting is, is when people go, okay, we need to change. And they, and they, they, when they go and see someone and they go, okay, this is what I'm going to do and I'll change. And then all of a sudden they do the work, they see the great result. And then they go back to their old habit because they, and then they wonder why all of a sudden it repeats down the circle. It's, it's an interesting thing. I'm, I'm guilty of it. Um, you know, it's it's yeah. one of those things that you kind of go, no, if it works, then keep doing it. Don't stop. It's I'm I'm great with that with diets, and it's yeah, like, yeah. yes, I've hit my target. Okay, now I'll go back to the chocolate. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, fantastic. Well, it's it's we've um come to the bit where you get an opportunity to share how people can find out more about you. Tell us a little bit more about your book. And um, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you so much. So um, I do two different things. I am a business consultant in my own business, which is at heartrepreneur.com. And I actually have a free webinar that I write on my site that I really encourage anyone who is in a service business and wants to get clients like clockwork without selling um, and make six or seven figures. You watch it, you get a pen and paper. It's totally free. It's there for you to enjoy at heartrepreneur.com. That's what I do. And then I also have an amazing business partner, Pete Winarski. We were friends. Um, he hired me to mentor him and his company. We became very close friends and we started our own business, which is the Business Consultant Institute at businessconsultantinstitute.com. And we spent a year writing a book and it literally, I'm going to call it the Bible of business. It is everything that you need to get your business skyrocketing, your revenues, thriving as a coach, consultant, even if you're a speaker, trainer, author. It's about a 300-page book and literally it's everything that we've each done on our journeys to seven figures plus, and uh, it's step by step. So and we're giving it away. We are actually giving it away right now. Um, and what we do is we literally go to Amazon, we buy the book for you, and we get the book shipped out to you. It's all just kind of pretty crazy, but that is what, what we're doing. Um, and we don't know how long we're going to do it. So if you just go over to businessconsultantinstitute.com, businessconsultantinstitute, you'll see that we have a leadership council summit. It's totally free. We've interviewed the greatest leaders in the world you can listen in and then at the end you can find out how to get a free book brilliant thank you thank you very much i think i think i got an email off you just before i say um with that offer so i'm t I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm i'm doing it <laughs> so i'm looking forward to read it especially if you and pete have done it because i've known pete for a while so it's um it's a, it's going to be an interesting read so, um, so I just wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you very much for coming on the show. I've really enjoyed it. Well, I want to thank you. It's been a blast, Jeff, and uh, I'm excited that I was here. And thank you for number five. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You take care of yourself. So first of all, just let me say a huge thank you for tuning in or subscribing to the show. I'm very grateful for that. If you have any suggestions of topics that you would like to, to suggest that we have on the show, or perhaps you want to give me feedback of, uh, of what you think about the show, then you can send any emails to podcast at jeffdickelson.co.uk. 
I love hearing from you and your feedback really does help me make the show better. So if you want to find out more about me or how I can assist you to live the exceptional life, then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk or you can follow me on Twitter, look for GN Coach, or on all other social media sites, I am Jeff Nicholson UK. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you've also enjoyed the show, can I invite you to pop over to iTunes and give us a rate and review as it really does help make the podcast more visible to increase its audience. I look forward to speaking to you next week and I want to take this time to wish you the greatest success. Take care.